Hello. Hello, Marilyn. Hello, Dan. How are you? I am doing pretty good. Good. Shall How's everything button, uh, way up Button there? it up. Yeah, let's button it. Button this up with buttons. <laughs> I'm tired, man. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The, um, you know, the, the week has a pulse. Okay. And the days have a valence. Yes. You know, water pull me underground. Mm-hmm. Into the blue again. No, no. Uh, it's that, uh, yeah, the, day, uh, the days. Woo. I, I don't know. Are they I just blending? Know. Are they blending together or are they? No, I wish. I wish they blend. I wish they bl- Will it blend? No, it will not blend. I wish it would blend. No, yeah. There's some blending. I don't know. It's just there's a, there's a certain, uh, however well uh, one's uh, given day or week or life are going there. I don't know. There's a certain, <laughs> there's a certain kind of relentlessness to life right now. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. there's a lot. I don't know if you see these knuckles, knuckleheads in uh, Washington, D.C. are up to, but yeah. it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. um, so there's that, uh, you know, plus, you know, the, the uh, something uh, we all know, something we've all realized, something that still I turn over in my head a lot is um, that for most of us, the, the place that we uh, think of as our, our home, our domicile, our house, uh, it's, it's a home for our family and it's an office for the parents and it's a school for the kids. And at least yeah. where I am, it's also just an ongoing project involving a lot of banging of the, the noise making kind uh, by my landlord's people. Mm. And so now it's a home, an office, a school, and like a construction site. Oh, did I mention they started doing that construction? I think pretty much right at the beginning of my wife and my daughter having two weeks off <sighs> of what they do. And that was going to be their like little annual vacation time was now we're stuck at home and in the banging mm. for nine hours a day. So that's okay. But you know, these knuckleheads down in Washington, DC, what are you going to do with these guys? You know what I'm saying? No, I know. I hear you. I heard that. Um, I like my topic so much that I am going to save it for a different week because we have a topic that oh, I no. think will. What if it's if it's that good? I mean, we should do it. I'm gonna tell you what I tell my my friend Alexandra, uh, Dan. I, I don't call them Dan. I call you Dan. Mm. Um, that was not performative. Okay, you understand. Mm-hmm. If I want to change the agenda, <laughs> if I want if I want to sink your <laughs> ship, uh-huh. buddy, you're gonna know it. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. That's fair. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be gargling some cool liquid, if you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah, no. You're going down. Fair. You're going under decks. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no worries. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be swinging in a hammock when I come to town. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're gonna be working on the docks. You're gonna get one of those hooks, not the JJ Arms hooks that look cool when you don't have hands. I'm talking about the kind like a stevedore would use, like a Brando. Oh, and not yes. the Brando, not the Brando you think, not the Brando from Guys and Dolls. You understand? Yes. Luck be a lady tonight. Speaking of Brando, I just got done. Lucky if you've <laughs> now see why is why does every voice I do eventually turn into Jerry Lewis? Oh, that started yeah. off like almost like a let's see, luck be a lady tonight, and then no, 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 then it gets into this, and I'm singing like this with the guys and dolls, a little bit like Professor Frank from The Simpsons. Gliding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I was gonna say is you invited to, me. The question and, is love, <laughs> and then your and then your tweet uh, uh-huh. the, uh, about um, uh, with the um, which I responded to by saying mas- masculine, a masculine child. Um, You're talking about Luca Brasi? Yes. Well, I just oh. showed my son um, the three 
Godfather films, Godfather 1, Godfather 2, and The Freshman. Uh, <laughs> get over here, you. Get so over here. He has, uh, You're going to earn your keep today, little bell. He has seen all three of them. And you know what? What's great about it is the, the mm. debate between which movie is better, Godfather 1 or Godfather 2. Uh, they're so good. And I find... That's like having a preferred testicle. It's so odd. Why? Why would I? Why would one need to choose to. that? You, no, I don't even. To. I don't even like testicles, let alone having to like pick it out and discuss it. You They're both to. really good. So he, because see, I'm getting reports, Dan, of mm. younger people, some millennial age people who watch it and go like, "I don't get it. That's old." No, he loved. He loved everything. No, I mean, I'm just curious though, because I can see. I very much can see. Why somebody would go, oh my God, this movie could have been a one hour TV show. And you're like, that's because this is the, this is the Citizen Kane problem. It's the Blade Runner problem. It's the Alien problem. It's like, you've seen so many movies, good, bad. You've seen so many pieces of media that are, that are essentially based on this. The, the gangster movies we had before this were like, what's his name? Like Paul Muni, like, you know, Edward G. Robinson. It was really difficult to make a pretty honest mob book and mob movie. And that's uh, 72. So, like, the book 70, 69, 70, book, or, that's very loud, is, uh, is I mean, that's, that's crazy. You, there's, no one is obligated to understand why we like things that we like. Mm-hmm. But it's got to be hard for some people. But you're, you're, t- you're telling me your kid liked Loved uh, all them. three. Loved them. Loved them. So your kid appreciated the freshman having seen The God's Father. Yes. Um, you know, interestingly, I feel, and of course, um, I love these movies. So, of course, I wanted them to feel relevant and hold up well. But I still think that they do. There are, there are some major differences um, between when even. But the fact that The Godfather was a period piece, and and really it it was, if you think about mm-hmm. it, yeah. um, I think that helps it <clears throat> because it. The fact that it is an old movie is less important because it is also a period piece. So I think that works. Hmm. Um, you mean in terms of grounding it in a certain yeah, and specific making, time? Yes, and also making it, it feels, mm-hmm. at the same time, they feel like 1970s movies. But I think it's less of an issue because they are also period pieces, in other words. Um but there are, you know, things were so different. The cars look different. The times mm-hmm. look different. You smoke <laughs> on an airplane. The giant camera. I always think that scene in the parking lot where he throws the money. Sonny breaks the guy's camera. Did you know throwing and, the money part was ad-libbed? You're kidding me. James no, Conn? Uh, yeah, James Conn ad-libbed the throwing the oh, money man. out part. It's so effective. It's so good. That's the best. Yeah. That's what makes... And then when he's... um, Well, anyway, it is both really, really great movies still. And yeah, my, my boy liked them. He's 13. And he liked them, and um, you know, I don't, I don't feel like he was, <clears throat> he was as enthralled with them as I was. Um, mm-hmm. But you remember the 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 um, I gotta look up the guy's name. I'm pretty sure that he was at Pixar, um, and he. I'm gonna have to send you one of these in case you haven't seen it. Uh, yeah. A crew person or an acting no, person? No, no, no. Um, the. <laughs> This is a guy who is, I believe, an animator type guy at Pixar. Mm-hmm. And his name, here's the images that I was looking for. His name is uh, Josh Cooley. Mm-hmm. And he did scenes from famous movies in the style of Golden Books. 
Have you seen these? <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. You are going to love these. Uh, this is something is just amazing. I'll send you a couple of them. But anyway, at the end of the movie, <laughs> after this scene, I paused it and I just held up my phone featuring the image that I just sent you. Uh, and, uh, and you know, there's some of these for so many movies this guy's done. <laughs> that is so cute. <laughs> Would you like to describe for the, the listeners um, what, what, what I sent you? Well, the, the, you really all, y'all need to really go see what this looks like because I'll do my best to describe it. But it's um, if you ever seen stuff like when they do those, well, you don't even really really want to call them storyboards. But I remember when I when I was visiting Pixar, uh, humble brag, and got to see uh, you know they basically do this sort of like, almost like a strip. It's not exactly it's not meant to show like camera motion and stuff. But w- anyway, when the geniuses of Pixar draw those things, there's like a certain kind of style. I think like a house style. This is an extremely exaggerated version of this. If you've ever seen any of like, what does this remind me of, Dan? It reminds me of some of the Pixar shorts, um, you know, building on things like like Jack Jack Attack. Right. It reminds me a little bit of that style. Anyway, it is a little bit like a golden book, and it appears it would appear to be the actor John Cassell in his role, <laughs> his role as Fredo sitting in the chair in the um, at the the, the what's it called the. Uh, bathhouse or whatever it's called. The, yes, the no. boat, boat, not the bathhouse. Boathouse, boat, that's the boathouse. Yeah, saying I'm smart, explained <laughs> Fredo. Not like everybody says, like dumb. I'm smart, <laughs> but it's adorable. Oh my god! I don't think we can <sighs> use it as short, but I really want to. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it's a, it's a beautiful image. We'll find these um, uh, hopefully to put in, into show notes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, there is something about there's something so evocative about. This sounds weird or creepy, but like I don't think it is. There's like something so evocative about the art styles of like my my and our youth, but especially think about the way like old Bullwinkle uh, looks. That kind of vintage, right. like mid '60s sort of aesthetic, combined with like you know serial commercials, golden books, certain golden books. Like you know, I would stay away from Doctor Dan and Nurse Nancy. They're they're very problematic books now. <laughs> but uh, boy, she sure loves to be the nurse to his doctor. It even comes with a band aid that you can use. <sighs> Golden books. Um, I just think there's something to that look that's so adorable about you know what, especially when, like kids are drawn, maybe to an extent like like uh, peanuts. But there's something like instantly evocative. I'm trying to think of this band. What was the band I used to like? The pop, power pop ish uh, band. I'll think of it, but they had a really cute. Oh, it's Teenage Symphonies to God. Um, anyways, very cute. Uh, now, two things I was going to say because it's always two things with me. It's Teenage Symphonies to God, which is, I believe, a Brian Wilson quote. Yeah, okay, like this. Uh, go Google uh, Velvet Crush, Teenage Symphonies to God, and it's like a very specific sort of commercial art-ish style. That they're they're aping here, right? But like, so, so this is a record from uh, probably ninety two or ninety three that's meant to look obviously like a like a sixties Capitol record. Mm. Do you get it? Not yet. I'm waiting. Um, I would have not. I would not have used copper plate for the name of the mm, band. Copper. Plate. It's not not copper plate exactly, but it's I think pretty close. But yeah, and they could have done some better. Anyway, this is good. This is good. Uh, so two things, because it's always two things with me. One of the things is there's a really cute uh, series of books for kids based on, 
You, you ever see like the uh, the Star Wars books, the um, like about Darth Vader and his relationship with his kids? Have you seen that series? Oh, I have seen that one. Yes, Daddy Vader, or yeah, whatever it's the called. White, it's like got that. like the white cover and the sort of cartoon mm-hmm. style, like yeah. a really cute like uh, Princess Leia and Luke. And, mm-hmm. and there's a similar one that's, um, <laughs> and each one is like a one page. I think sometimes two page, but all, one page bit. Where it's like an interact, it's almost like a newspaper cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's just some funny interaction between Darth Vader and really it could be anybody in the Star Wars universe. But they're really cute. Have you seen? There's also one for Alien that's really good. The whole Alien oh, series. Oh no, I haven't seen that one. It's got the the, the xenomorphs are are like adorable in it. They're so freaking cute. Anyway, I like when people do stuff like that. Like that's so you know. On the one hand, it does kind of ruin all alien things because now my kid is knows all the things in like this harmless way instead of being like. No, listen, listen, listen. When that kid's down in the water, what's her name? Newt. When Newt's down in that water, you know, in the doll, believe me, like it's really scary. <laughs> and now she's like, "Oh, right, I know that from the book." Like, Arr. so other thing that you made me think of because I believe I saw a Goodfellas reference. Uh, yeah, with a mm-hmm. shine box. Yep, Billy Bats. And and just, and, but yeah. the way that they, <laughs> the way that they write it. Uh-huh. Is oh well, it, in the style of like with attribution, like you would in a, like you know. Uh, we'll read. We'll, we'll it, says, it says now go home and get go your home. you know curse word Lightning shine box suggested Billy Bats. Billy Bats. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Dick and Jane three hundred three. Yes, yes, it's very. Um, so there's a genre of thing, and I I have a whole list. I'm not talking about it a lot, Dan. I have a whole list of things I'm trying to do differently in my life. Mm-hmm. That's the list I maintain. You could call it a resolution. Just mm-hmm. don't call it a comeback. They're all there. And uh, 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 there's a lot of things I'm trying to do. Uh, and, and one of those things is like, you know, I'm trying to do less uh, jokey, donkey, uh, be a jerk about people thing. Um, I'm, I'm trying to be less awful. Mm. I'm going to curse. So please have your oopsie doopsie noise ready. Okay, I'm ready. Like I said to my uh, friend Alex, uh, it's really, it's okay to be a dick, mm. but we should always avoid trying, we should try to avoid becoming an asshole Mm. everybody's a dick sometimes but what we want to do is get away from turning into permanent assholes title (laughs) 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 with with that having said that now you have almost certainly seen this you've almost certainly seen one of the the numerous versions of this uh already pretty tired bit um so what we're going to look at here is has has anybody seen the compilations in the last few days uh, what purports to be, according to Daniel Dale, this may not be true, <clears throat> but what purports to be uh, manga chuds being arrested or removed from planes or uh, being on some quote, like notional no-fly list. Have you seen these compilations of these? Mm-mm, no. Okay, good for you. Oh, also, <laughs> the pelican the pelican trying to eat the capybara. <gasps> so cute. I have not seen that. Oh, this, this uh, pelican tries to eat a capybara in one bite. And the capybara is like, what? What? What are you doing? Because, you know, ca- capybaras, they're unflappable. Monkeys, birds, anything can sit on a capybara all day long. They're basically They don't care? Couch. They don't mind it? Yeah, they, got a, they got a couch with a cloaca, as far as I know, la la la. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have a cloaca. They're more beaver-like, really, than platypus-like. But who can say? Because a platypus does have I thought they, they have were charges. just big guinea pigs. Oh, wow. They're allowed to call themselves that, but, wow. Well, much for you to say. It. Have you not heard that? <laughs> Am I the only one thinking this? <laughs> I thought, I don't know. I do, I, we had one, I don't know if we still have one, because we can't go to the zoo anymore with our mm. year-long pass. But um, yeah, I used to love to check out the copy bars. There, I do follow a Tumblr of uh, cap, uh, 
things sitting on or standing on capybaras. And it's extremely cute. Because the capybaras always look like this. Ready? What? What? They look like that. It's really cute. That's okay, it. So, okay. what? What? So, so, so there is this little kind of genre of these compilations. Do, do you have a way to play audio? This is going to be one of those difficult things. No, it's not actually. <gasps> Hooray. So what's, what's happened is, uh, and I think this was already sort of a pre-existing meme, but those of us who are fans of uh, the movie Goodfellas know that there's a wonderful use of the last part of um, Layla from... Mm. By Derek and the Dominoes, the dum 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 dum, and so that's been a meme for a while. It's like putting that music over a montage does very much give it the black helicopters. Uh, yeah, I'm stirring the sauce kind of feeling of the last you know third of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the last few days, people have done that with some of these compilations of uh, of insurrectionists being uh, confronted. But there's one, the one I just sent you, brings it all together all of the bits in a way. We'll put this in show notes so you'll be able to see it. So what you're about to see is a, is a bunch of people who participated in the riots in uh, Washington last Wednesday. Uh, it's a, it's Visually, it's a bunch of people <laughs> getting arrested, detained, taken off a plane, and lots of people <laughs> cheering cheering on their removal from the plane and stuff like that. So so uh, what you're going to be, the visual you're going to hear over this audio in a second, what, you're, uh, what you should be imagining <laughs> is a lot of, Whiny mugga chuds being confronted for rioting. Donnie was cutting every link between himself and the coup. <laughs> it made him sick to have to turn the presidency over to the guys who stole it. Still, days after the riots, they were banning everyone from getting on a flight. When they detained Colby in the terminal, he had two duffel bags full of Nancy Pelosi's vacation Polaroids before they sent him to federal prison. You know, we always called each other proud boys. Like I'd say to somebody, he's such a happy little baby, he's a proud boy. Do him need a diapy change? Do him want his baba? Get him his baba. Understand? Being president meant you were part of a crew, you were part of a family. It means no one can fuck around with you. It also means that you can fuck around with anybody as long as they devote all their new free time to following social media conspiracies. It's like a license to steal, it's a license to do anything. Oh gosh! Oh, that is really good. That was really good. Um, I'm I was gonna come in with uh, some recommended apps, and it's with a special focus on making HomeKit more fun mm. and usable. And I think I'm gonna do that. But I actually would like to uh, take that and double it, which is I would like uh, me and you, as you say, I would like us to come up with some uh, another round of recommended things, especially having to do with apps and tech. Um, given that you're, as we'll talk about after you tell me about something you like, you're on a bit of a new tech adventure right now, which we'll discuss today, I believe. But also, I would like, uh, I mean, I've been playing with these apps, like like um, just a couple off the dome, like this app Home Dash, mm. um, which is a sort of dashboard for HomeKit stuff where you can, if you remember that thing Panic used to make and cruelly pulled off the market, remember their, that cool status board that they had? Yeah, why could, did like, they take that away? I loved that thing. I think it was API stuff, but like... Yeah, you could do stuff like you could point it at like an RSS feed or, you know, I could point it at, we could point it at a directive so we could see our Libsyn statistics. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Panic. Like I think it did JSON. It did, everything was incredible. The, the people but, at, so imagine that, but for HomeKit. The people at, so, at Panic, I just want to uh, mention yes. this. The people at Panic, they're all really, really creative, really smart, really, really nice yeah, they're people. they're smart, but it, they know how to apply their smarts 
two team efforts right. that exceed expectations in a way that's wild. But then they took this thing away, and so now they're a, just a bunch of jerks. They're the worst. They're literally, they're li- literally the worst. I'm t- I've been telling the whole world about their, their secret room. I don't even care who oh, knows Oh, I know. It it's a good room. Dropping, dropping, uh, dropping secrets like a wet diaper. Woof. Um, so, Home Dash. It's very similar to that in the sense that you basically give it, say, okay, okay, Home Dash for iPhone or iPad, not Mac, boo. But you say, like, okay, you get access to my HomeKit stuff, and now you can, you can make your own dashboards. You say, show me the power consumption on this device. Show me all the different scenes. Show me the automations, all, all this different stuff. So, so what I'm, what I'm mo- moving toward is uh, I want to talk some about stuff like Home Dash, stuff like Home Plus, mm-hmm. my preferred way to improve the Home, I was gonna say home Improvement Kit app, but like making HomeKit better and easier and more fun with these amazing apps, um, Home Plus as well. So anyway, stuff like that. The other thing is I really want to talk about alongside that, I would like, and I'm tossing this out for you to think about, for our listeners to think about. For me to think about, um, I also then I also want to talk more about doing stuff with shortcuts. Oh yeah, especially with HomeKit, especially with HomePod. So we talked last time, I believe, about how I just learned that you can create shortcuts for Apple TV, which is I'm I, that still just blows my mind that that works. This comes on the heels of like less than one month of me realizing I can turn the TV on and off with the HomePod. I can. I did not. I did not know that. I did not know that I can change the volume with the HomePod. I didn't know that almost all of the Siri stuff. And of course, it's not documented very well anywhere. But most of the Siri stuff that works with the diving board remote will also work with HomePod, regardless of whether it's hooked up for audio or not. Are, are you getting this, people? Yeah, We're talking yeah, about three different things. <laughs> no, but it's so neat to be able to like walk in the room and say like, listen to Spotify on TV, and it brings up Spotify. Turns on the TV, brings it up in Spotify, and then instantly turns my iPhone into a remote. I don't even have to find the remote to deal. It's really cool. And then alongside that stuff, like again, the way that, and, and really this, the way where there's a lot of overlap here is HomePod, I want to say HomePod and HomeKit, because HomePod, you don't realize there's all this great shortcut stuff you can do now. But also, before you make something into an overcomplex shortcut, it's beneficial to start as an automation, a shared automation. Mm-hmm. In, in the home app. So it's really cool. Like a lot of these things will recommend, you know, you get this thing started as a regular old automation here and then convert it to a shortcut and you've got the basis for making all this extremely cool stuff. And then with stuff like Home Plus, you get so much more, um, I mean, programming. It's pretty basic stuff. It's ifs, you know, except, you know, conditionals, that kind of thing. But it's really powerful. And like what to do when it, you know, sort of falls out of that. Anyway, there's all of that. And then what was my final bit about this? And of course, this does also relate to iPad in some ways. Uh, this is your pivot. Is that, uh, you know, an iPad, if it's always in the same place, if you don't have to have an, an Apple TV, because your iPad can be your uh, hub mm-hmm. for yeah. your HomeKit stuff. You know? Yeah. And in some ways, it gets us into stuff like HomePod Mini now doing, I just, I just finally yesterday looked up what Thread is. And it seems extremely interesting. It's like taking the sort of mesh technology behind Eero and putting it inside devices like HomePod Mini. So you're not going to need as many hubs going forward mm-hmm. because that technology is running. Anyway, I just think it's a very interesting time. And the fact that what I'm describing here is so sort of disheveled and all over the place, I feel like reflects a lot of where we are, which is like, you know, in the same way, thank God, most Americans follow politics less than us, you know, Twitter type people. Uh, thank God. But, you know, go ask your... You know, uh, you know, Grandpa Uncle Lunchbox. Like, hey, when's the last time you made a shortcut, um, a Siri shortcut, for your HomePod or whatever? 
and they would be like, <laughs> you shot who in the what now? Like, I don't think, <clears throat> I think very few people are doing shortcuts. And then again, now this gets, gets us into stuff like Toolbox Pro, which I really want to talk about. And Toolbox Pro, uh, launch cuts, all these different things. I'm going on too long, Dan. I'm excited about this stuff, and I've been playing with it, and it's really fun. Have you ever looked at Toolbox Pro? No, I haven't. I haven't even heard of this before. I But, you know, one of the things that you were talking about, I'm looking it up yeah. to see if Toolbox Pro, <clears throat> to see if... Got a little hammer on the icon. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I found it. Um, Toolbox Pro, powerful new actions for Apple shortcuts. Yeah, you can go check it out on Mac Stories. This is all. This is sort again, sort of a rat king of things oh, that I obsess see. the folks over at Mac Stories. Yeah, I feel like so, you have so, you told know, me about this. Maybe well, before. there's three beyond shortcuts apps that I've played with. There's Launch Cuts. Oh God, I got. Don't make me look it up. Launch Cuts, Toolbox Pro, and <clears throat> the name of the other one is Push Cut. And they have different purposes. Launch cuts, I think, initially came along. <clears throat> it came along initially as a way to like organize stuff and use folders. Well, you know, now they have folders. But the thing about Toolbox Pro that's crazy is they through this what's it called? Not intentions. There's a new thing that they're using in shortcuts that allows. Uh, damn it, doesn't matter. But uh, <clears throat> allows stuff to, a lot of stuff to happen. You know, sort of as an add-on, getting away from stuff like URL uh, callbacks. You know, which are brilliant but a little bit hacky and old school providing more kinds of formalized interaction. And basically, you know, you still, I think, have to abide by whatever the API can and will let you do. But, well, let me pull it up. So now you can be in shortcuts, and I think it's under apps. You pull these in. And now with you could pull in, here's some of the things that show up in Toolbox Pro, <clears throat> where it's made its own, like, set of kind of, like, shortcuts that can be reused in shortcuts to do stuff without you having to know a lot. Uh, add an item to a list at an arbitrary place in that list remove duplicates of a thing shuffle a list of things um it's really really cool so that was a big novelty sized half inch thick bookmark for me to say i want to come back to apps we're excited about that are extending the functionality of our devices in ways we couldn't or wouldn't have anticipated even a couple years ago do you know yeah i i like for most people, the only experience that they actually have with a shortcut or shortcuts at all is basically what I experience, which is the phone will periodically remind me to, you know, hey, here's a shortcut. Start your tea timer right now, you know, because it knows that. At like, I wish it would do more of that with me. It drives me nuts. It's, oh, that's the only one I get is at seven o'clock in the morning. It says start your tea timer. <laughs> that's it. Mm. That's the only one I get. That's funny. I was noodling around with, I wanted to do some, uh, for the challenge, the challenge for this week's uh, Do By Friday, which is a different podcast, is to write down your dreams. And so I, that prompted me, this is the way projects start, Dan, I regret to say, mm. I get a bee in my bonnet. Um, I want to start having an easier way to just start recording with reliable transcription. So I went back to something I played with briefly and actually bought a year of, which is Otter. Have you played with Otter? No. O-T-T-E-R? OTTER, really, really cute logo, really great app. Um, so my understanding, this is what a ton of people in uh, like reporters use. So basically, you know, you put it on the table and it records both sides of the conversation and transcribes in almost real time and then lets you do lots of stuff with it. You know, you know, I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, how did Dropbox manage to solve inexpensive storage in the cloud? Well, th this is sort of like, oh my gosh, it finally, you finally made transcription good. Um, and like a full set of services, not just as they say, a feature. You can do stuff, and the reason I mention it here is you can do stuff like say, hey, have access to my calendar, have access to my camera. 
So when you notice that a meeting is starting on my camera, ask me if I want to start recording it, which I think is a very cool idea. Mm-hmm. Or <clears throat> over here, any photos that you take while we're recording, like include those and show sort of where they are, um, where they should fall. And there was a really good app for this on the Mac a few years back that I was obsessed with. Something with maybe a fruit in the name. What was it called? Easy Lime? Yellow grapes. Anyway, <laughs> well, what did it do exactly? <laughs> it was like basically for it was <laughs> it was basically for like imagine you're in the John Houseman seminar. Look to your right. Look to your left. Um, basically, record what's happening in the room and transcribe it, and also then let you be able to and anything you drop in like falls in line. And in the same way that like multiple undo works, you can scroll. To, so, like, wherever you are, again, sort of like Descript, like, anywhere you are in the um, transcription, it'll scrub to that spot on the re- audio recording. Anywhere you scrub to on the audio recording, it goes to that in the notes. Oh, nice. Like, that kind of stuff is, is really, really powerful. But the reason I'm mentioning all of this here is, I think, is because I wish I got that prompt from Siri more often. I've bitched about this before, but I, every time you've got a, you see a meeting on this calendar please ask me if I want DND until the end of that, please. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I, I'm like Fonzie who's forgotten how to make the jukebox play. I, I don't know how to make, to, sh- to shake or jolt or throttle Siri to understand that I always want that prompt. And I've only gotten it maybe half a dozen times ever. Mm. And there's other people who are like, how do I turn this off? You know, I get this all the time. It's an exciting future, Dan. Big bookmark. Um, Talk about mud flaps, you know. My gal's got them, you know what I'm saying. And uh, and uh, what was the other thing? Uh, uh, uh. So think about that. Think about apps, apps, apps. Home Dash. Okay. Mm-hmm. Apps. Um, John Casal isn't he an interesting guy? You know, he was married to Meryl Streep. I didn't know that. There's a really he's. I, uh, I I'll, I'll mix this up in a way that is very confusing to me, but I believe the. We well, go look at his IMDb. I think he was in approximately seven movies. Uh, and basically, I think all or almost every, almost every movie he was in is regarded as a classic. That's so a really about good that. track record. Well, think about uh, Godfather. Mm-hmm. He's Fredo. You think about um, Dog Day Afternoon. He's Sonny. Is that his name? The guy with the with the wacky hair. I think you know, Sonny is the main the guy, and he oh, Sonny's was... the main guy is Pacino. But yeah, so John Casale plays I forget his name, but the it, guy who it it's okay. So what else? Deer Hunter, um, the conversation. <laughs> you know, Godfather Two. Like, think like it's it's insane. Uh, Deer Hunter. Well, he's in Deer Hunter, right? I thought he was. So so because I think guys, where, that's that like might, the, that, the, the, the guys were in Deer Hunter. Yeah, he was in Deer Hunter. Yep, that was his last yeah. film role. <laughs> he's a happy baby, a proud boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, but think about that. And, and, uh, yeah, he died of cancer very young. Um, before the, before was... Deer Hunter was finished, I'm reading right now, it says that he, um, he, it said, um, he completed his scenes, but died before the film was finished. That's horrible. Yeah. And there's a, um, um, I didn't know that. Oh, what's the name of the movie? There's a documentary about him. Um, what is it called? Is it called, I knew it was you or something like I... that, but there's John Casale, um, Documentary that's pretty good. You might want to check he out. He was diagnosed with lung cancer in 1977, likely related to his history of chain smoking. Despite trying a number uh, of treatments and protocols, he rapidly declined as cancer metastasized to his bones. 77? How is that possible? On March 13th, Godfather's, 19, Godfather's 72? 78, he's, he died. 
he had a career of well, so I think he was definitely in um, stage stuff before that, but he had a mostly most of his career was over five, five six years. Mm-hmm. Oh, here it is. I knew it was you. <laughs> Which a great, great title. I knew it was you. Rediscovering uh, John Casale uh, from 2009. A portrait of the acting craft of John Casale. I hope I'm saying his name right. I apologize if I'm not. And a tour through the movies that defined a generation. You can find it in show notes. I'm adding it now. Dan, where would people go uh, to find show notes for episode 513? Ah, it's going to be backtowork.limo slash 513. Of your back to work program. Yeah. 513. <laughs> You know, I just found out there's a name. I, I've learned the name for some different things in the past couple of weeks. Um, there's, uh, first of all, uh, I saw a really good video. Uh, I think it's called, um, it's called musical, music, huh, music painting. But it's when you do stuff like when you include like what's happening in the song, in the lyrics where you say stop or whatever, mm-hmm. or where you do like the famous one of, um, you know, the fall, the fifth, the minor lives, the hallelujah. Like where you're actually saying the chords of the song as you're saying okay. it. I also learned that the doe deer, a female deer, as seen in The Sound of Music and as used in the work of the great Philip Glass, I think it's called soulification, that there's actually like a whole like thing around doe deer, a female deer. Were you aware of this? No. It's a whole thing. I'll put it in show notes. Why don't you tell me about something you like? I would love to tell you about NetSuite. NetSuite. You, you're my NetSuite. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you're a business owner, you don't need to uh, to tell NetSuite people that uh, you're running a business is tough. They know all about it. They're here to help you with this because the thing is most business owners are making it harder on themselves than necessary. They're using stuff like QuickBooks. They're using spreadsheets. And this stuff slows you down. Um, NetSuite is here to to help. It's time for you to upgrade to NetSuite. You're going you're gonna to stop. Uh, paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information that you need when you need it. So you can ditch the spreadsheets. You can ditch the old software that you've outgrown. Now you can upgrade to NetSuite. It's by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control of your financials, of your HR, your inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need. And again, it's all in one place, and it's there instantly right when you need it. Whether you're doing like a million dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue, you're going to save time and money with NetSuite. There's over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now, like this second, Merlin. Right now. Right this right now. second. So you can let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour. You just go to the URL NetSuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E, NetSuite.com slash back to work. Schedule your free product tour at uh, that URL, and they will show you everything that they can do all in one place. You're going to have access to everything, finally, the way that you want it. NetSuite.com slash back to work. And I think I have to say it one more time just to make sure people understand where they go. Merlin, they go to NetSuite.com slash back to work. So this is a really great service. If you are running a real business, uh, this kind of thing is really, truly important. Take it from me. Having stuff in a million different places means you can't find it when you need it, and it takes a lot of time to do it. They're just going to make mm. your life a lot easier. So thanks very much to NetSuite for making this show possible. Thank you, NetSuite. Bok, bok. Oracle. I've added notes to uh, show notes for episode 513 of your Back to Work program. One is, huh, how, how I'm going to pronounce this, <laughs> S-O-L-F. E G E with an accent. Sulfage? Sure. Sulfage. Because, like in <clears throat> Spanish, that means stress. Mm. I think this changes this, the tilt of the uh, 
pronunciation. Solfege, solfege, or solfa, or solfeo, is a music education method used to teach oral skills, pitch, sight reading of Western music. Solfege, or whatever, is a form of, so- come on, you're killing me, internet science site. Solfege, or whatever, is a form of solmization. And though the two terms are sometimes used interchangeably, uh, a system originated from Eastern music, you get, you get the idea. It's a French thing. Right. I've also added the note for uh, its notes. I've added a video I watched this weekend that I really like called Songs That Use Word Painting. And that's what I was describing with the word things. Hmm. But you know, now that we are, my goodness me, over 35 minutes in, I think it's entirely appropriate for us to talk about our main topic. Okay. Am I forgetting anything? Is there anything else, Dan? I watched a lot of Queen last night. Uh, I don't. Th- I think I pretty much covered it. I think I've covered everything but a new hardware acquisition by you. Yeah. So we were talking about this last week or whatever, last couple of weeks. We've been debating what, what, what's going to happen. There's some technology Dan is interested in. What is he deciding? What will he decide? What 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 he going to do? <laughs> Dan, please tell our listeners what you've acquired. Well, you know, we talked about it a little bit in the past. Ooh, I have talked ooh. about my back and forth love-hate relationship with the iPad. And I've had... You know, I got the very first iPad, and I've had many that have come out subsequently. And what eventually happens is the iPad that I have gets acquired by one of my two children who needs it because the iPad that they had is either it can't be upgraded anymore because it's too old or it's too slow or it gets damaged or something like that. Or one child has received... Uh, the hand-me-down newer one and the other child gets the other one that's been handed down or there's jealousy Mm -hmm. and whatever. So I had been without an iPad now for a number of months because of that situation that happens in my house. And I thought, you know, I do enjoy a lot of things you can do with the iPad. Mainly, yes, I know I I am definitely a Mac first kind of person, if for no other reason, because... I find that I have to write code and deploy things frequently. And uh, many times when I'm not physically in in front of a, you know, like my office computer. So I switched a number of years ago back and forth between desktop machines and laptop adjacent and then only having a laptop. So my main computer is a MacBook Pro 16 inch that I got not long ago, uh, sometime last year. But... There are a lot of times where I don't want to have to retrieve a large computer and log into it and do a whole bunch of stuff just to look something up on a website or read the news or add some links for show notes feels or whatever. a little bit like the proverbial machine gun to kill a mosquito. Yeah, it really does. And also, you know, we we love and talk about frequently those of us who, who have enjoyed iPads. We love how quickly they respond. You hit a button that's on. There's no waking up yeah. that has to happen. And, and things do happen, especially with the latest versions of them. Things happen so fast. They're so fast. And <laughs> it's really strange to happen upon um, a new thing a device does. Like in this case, like I've, I've never gotten super into the whatever it's called, multi multiple views. Because it feels like there's a, a slight, at least a slight penalty for getting it wrong. Yeah. And I'm very confused about how I'm supposed, consistently supposed to do that. But there is something delightful, just in general, on an Apple device of, there's a the thing on the Mac of, okay, I'm going to hit this thing and see what happens. I bet it does this. Oh my God, it did what I expected. Right. That's the Mac version. Right. The iPad version of that is, what just happened? Because I did something 
And it happened so fast, I'm not even sure what amazing thing just <laughs> uh -huh. happened, but it seemed really cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's a kind of backtrack. Sort of in that way, like you get too many notifications too fast and like you have to go back and see what you missed. Mm -hmm. There's sometimes there will be things that happen on here and you're going to run into this, like especially with AR. Um, there's going to be some stuff you run into where you're like, whoa, whoa, that, first of all, the, the, it looks really different. That looks too smooth. Are you a ghost? Like what's, why does this look so smooth? It's because I am the greatest computer you've ever held in two hands. That's right. <laughs> I always wonder when you go through these things and you go, no, no, it sounds like I'm, I'm, how can I put this? It doesn't sound like I'm making fun of you. But I feel like you, um, you, you, you tend to land back at a handful of things that are probably load-bearing technologies for a reason. Yeah. Title. Um, you know, as much as you will look at different... Um, Mobile platforms, you do seem to pretty much end up back with iOS. Yeah, I've given up um, uh, trying Android and other things. I, I definitely... But, but is it not fair to say that over the years, there have been at least three, three four, four, five, five times? Yeah, yeah, a bunch of times. Yeah, you may go monkey around. You have to use Windows for certain things, but you seem like all the things being equal, you would prefer to be on uh, a Unix-ish thing most of the time. Um, and, you know, use, and then just in a broader sense, it seems like there are different things that you will try and you will do, but you will end up back on without regard to the specific OS or, um, you know, distribution, mm -hmm. you will end up back on preferably a desktop, if not, maybe a laptop, but desktop computer over other things. Yes, always. So, I mean, I'm just saying, in a way, I think that's really good because, again, that it, it's, I'm not saying it proves this, but it suggests that there's a reason that a classic is a classic. There's, there's a reason that listening to Green Day, Green Day makes me, just makes me want to listen to the Buzzcocks. There's a certain very natural gravity to the best version of something, you know? And so I'm curious, the reason I say all that here is prologue to saying, I really hope you figure out what this device is good at, because I hope you keep using it and exploring it. I can't promise you this, but I think in the same way that one, there are things I would much rather do on my phone than my iMac. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. There are things I'd rather do on my iPad than my MacBook Pro, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, this is even setting aside things like games, yeah. platform games yeah, yeah. and stuff, but more in the sense of like, okay, here's an easy one. Instacart, the Instacart app everywhere, but iOS is garbage. It sucks. It's terrible. Really, really all of these apps that are mobile first, if, even if they have made a separate fully like full on web version of their app, they almost always suck terribly mm -hmm. and don't work. And the API breaks and you get windows that don't load or you get these janky things where you end up with like a radio button. Like what? Why am I looking at a radio <laughs> button here? This is really odd. Uh -huh. I want to hear how this is going. I want to hear what you're doing. I will, we will, uh, obviously I can take any questions that I'm capable of answering, but I love this direction though of, you know, for me anyway, it's been really fun to appreciate what, what these tools are for. I spent a lot of Sunday organizing drill bits. Don't ask, but because it drives me crazy that our drill bits and our Allen wrenches get all over the place. And I turned it into an existential puzzle. How many of our drill bits can I find, figure out which kit it goes in. Hmm. Here's the thing. If you don't think a lot about, drilling and uh, screw driving and stuff like that. If you don't think a lot about that, you could grab this whole handful of nominally f identical like Phillips head heads for your drill or your screwdriver. Mm -hmm. oh, boy, are they ever different. And you're not, you're not going to realize how different they are until you picked one that's too small for, for like a thread that's too big. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And it's so joyless and you're going to strip it and you haven't learned how to use the torque on your drill yet 
I don't need all of those bits, but I am really grateful they're all there because when I have to install a curtain rod in my kid's room, I know I have, I believe, a 364. So I, I can get exactly, or whatever it was, the 360. But I, whatever it says, I got, the, I, got the, I got the drill, I got the adapter, uh, I, I got everything I need here. And uh, it's so joyful. I'm pivoting now to, to, uh, to consumer technology. It's so great to have these different choices for how to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And there is a particular delight in saying, in my case, okay, I recorded two shows. I did notes. I'm going to go lay on the couch and uh, watch Nicole Wallace, and uh, I'm going to read, read into the paper. And no, exactly this iPad is exactly right for exactly what I want right. to do. I, that, would, that would not be a great use of my iMac. It's very, very heavy. No, it, you're, you're making some very good points. And so I haven't gone without the iPad for a number of months. Um, when I decided to get one again, if you remember the last time that I got one, my goal was to try to use it as a computer replacement, or you may not remember this, but, mm-hmm. but I do. I do. I do. It was very, it was a very in vogue idea yeah. at the time. And there were a lot of people yeah. who were doing it. Here's how I use my iPad for everything. And I wasn't about to say, I'm going to use it for everything. Uh, certainly I can't code on it, but there were people who had suggested, oh, here's how I code. I actually use the iPad and then I connect to a server and the server has everything. And that's how I do deploy and I do the code. So I write the code here on the iPad in this editor. And then I use this GitHub app to commit the code to Git or not GitHub, it's just Git in general, this Git app. And I commit the code to our repository. And then I connect to the server, this kind of server that's just my work server. And I deploy from there to the actual production server. And so like I was jumping through all these hoops and I said, no, this isn't, this isn't working. And I was kind of. That's, that's, I think I think I understand what you're saying. So you're saying like the kind of thing that you could do, kind of snip snap, <laughs> the kind of thing you could do quite easily on even a laptop. You had to jump through hoops in order. You had to figure out the tricks necessary to do this on just the one um, iOS device. Absolutely. And I realized, you know, going through this process, that it was it was not. I wasn't. I wasn't using it the really at what it was best for. And I won't say I wasn't using it to uh i wasn't using it for things it's not meant for i won't say that i'll say it's not really what it was what it's best at and so i feel like there's a difference here um yeah yeah there's there's a guy on um there's a guy on um what next the the wonderful slate podcast today this guy who was uh, used to have a pre considered a uh in a previous life considered a very obscure specialty in law which is his specialty since the 90s has been, what are all the different ways a president could be removed from office? And everybody's like, oh, well, you come up with all these crazy scenarios. Nobody's ever going to have to think about that. Well, guess what? He's a popular interview guest right mm-hmm. now. But he used the example in this case of saying, you know, well, if you need to do something with a nail, really your best option is, is, a, is a hammer. Yeah. But like, if you don't have a hammer, you're going to have to use your shoe. Or something else. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I, and so, like, it's kind of the corollary to every when um when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Well, when every every solution that you need is a nail, <laughs> almost anything can become a hammer, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. is not that, that's that's one way to look at it. So, like in my case, like I do love this M1 laptop. It's just magic. But there are times also where I'll be sitting at my wherever desk couch, and I'll pull up um an iPad with a with the keyboard, the new key, keyboard on mm-hmm. it. And I'll just cut the baby in half, man. I just go straight into screens, which, at least over the connection that I use, is pretty snappy. Yeah, screens snappy is great. It used to be. Also, let's just let's be clear about this. I'm using a remote Mac, right? Mm-hmm. 
or, or could be a remote laptop, but importantly here, the Mac I use to do all the important stuff at my office. It's the one I'm using right now, uh, coincidentally. But I, but like, how is that different from four, three, four, five years ago? I'll tell you how, bud. I open up on screens on an iPad. First of all, this iPad is redonkulously capable and fast. So there's no stuttery juttery there. My connection has gotten faster over the years, so things are pretty fast there. What's the missing piece? Well, the penultimate missing piece is like, I hate having to type in my password. Well, guess what? Screens does that now. It'll securely remember that. So when you open up that remote Mac, all you do is hit that little uh, key or the lock at the top and it enters it for you. But further to that, First of all, now you're using a keyboard, right. tippy-tap. Right. I'm typing on that remote computer. That's real different from using it on your phone with a software keyboard. And then on top of it all, the real the thing that really closes the deal, um, you have a, a touchpad. You're using a mouse mm-hmm. on that remote. Mm-hmm. And so on the one hand, it's exactly the same way it's always been. But another way, it's like it's not even comparable. The way now that like I can go straight to a solution for if I just need to go restart something or change a flag and you know reboot something, like I can do that from an iPad while I'm still watching Hot Fuzz. And like, uh, but to, to, I'm just trying to like um, cap or uh, amplify your point, which is it's not that you're using it wrong. It's not that it's being used wrong. It's that it does take a certain amount of time to realize what something is good at. I used to complain about my own, my personality is such that I only really figure out what's fun about the place where I'm on vacation until the last day or two. Like when we went to the Central America, it didn't occur to me I could just sit on a mattress on the beach and have drinks all day. It's like, <laughs> why, why am I spending all day running around trying to find good Wi-Fi if, if in, in <laughs> the Dominican Republic if I could just be sitting on the beach with my family and getting a little sunburned? Well, that's a, that's a real, you know, shoe and hammer type situation. So you, you have a little, you know, maybe we should, did you have another thing to talk no, about? Just that you the, like? No, that was it. Um. At least it's an ethos, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, what is your approach? How would you contrast that from the before times? Yeah, are you're, it's less of. Is it? Are you going, going to go easier on yourself? Are you going to accept that it sometimes it's just a fun thing to use? What's your general approach this time around? Well, my my approach is instead of coming at it at like like an attack at it, trying to say you're going to do this stuff because this is the stuff I do. Yeah, exactly. Instead exactly. of that, which is what I say to my laptop every morning, you're going to do what I want you to do, okay? And laptop's like, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you a reason to cry. <laughs> um, you know, but instead of trying to approach it that way, I say, well, what does is, what is the iPad seem to be best at? And I'm going to try using it for those kinds of things. And that really makes sense. And that's really the approach, if you think about it, how we use most of the tools in our arsenal, right? You were talking before about when you you might need to use your shoe to hammer something in if you don't have the hammer. That's true. But if you do have a hammer, you're going to use it to hammer nails in. You might use it to remove nails, but you're not going to use it necessarily to... um, to try and screw 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 in because it's the wrong tool for that. So what yep. I, I kind of approached it by saying <laughs> exactly like you know it's like those, that life hack BS where it's like you know hey did you know a dime is the perfect uh, thing for to, uh, for uh, driving a screw a standard uh, screw it's like the perfect thing like, you know the perfect thing is a flathead screwdriver right. that's a dime right. that's perfect for spending ten cents right and so i you know i will I, one of the things that really kind of informed me about all this is how my kids watching my kids use their ipads and the main way that they use them is they they um my son uses his as part of his school that's where they do all their school work 
So the way that he's doing it is he's writing his papers and assignments on it. He's using it to take notes in class. He's using it to exchange information with the other students and his teacher. He uses it to look up outlines. And then, of course, he does all the other stuff that regular people do, which is email and browsing the web and watching YouTube and playing games and things like that. And I thought perhaps the iPad would work for me, you know, where is where does it fit in? Well, it clearly didn't work for me as a primary device for work, but that's not, you know, I would say that's not the kind of work that I do. That's probably not what an iPad is known for doing best. What is it known for doing best? And my kids use it in that way. And I said, all right, well, let me see what I can do with it. And one of the things that I was very interested in, and I find that I do a lot uh, and and something that I am I want to be better about and more organized with is just information storage and retrieval. Let's use that as the overall kind of concept. And so that could include things like notes. It could include things like lists. It could include things like right. calendars and schedules. It could. You're going to really enjoy the spotlight improvements for that. Well, it. It already just seems so easy and fast to find stuff that you've made on the iPad. But are you getting that though? Like how much of the stuff is in Spotlight? How it's basically it was, one frustration to mention uh, is you know that there are features that are either exclusive or greatly improved on one iOS over the other. Mm. So like for example, emoji search. Yep, that's iPhone only. Or you know, uh, cool widget stuff. Well, the best widget stuff is really iPhone. But it, like in this case, the improvements to Spotlight on iPad OS are crazy. It basically you don't have to go to Safari to do searches anymore. You don't have to go to the App Store. Yes, that stuff's been around for a while, but the way it's presented now, where it doesn't take over the whole screen, mm-hmm. but it's also like nearly comprehensive at sh- at showing you exactly what it knew you were looking for is wild. You can just type something in and. If if you have an app for that thing, it'll show it to you. If there's an app that you don't have for that thing, it'll show it to you. If it finds a result yeah, on you, the you web, the, it'll show it to you. It's crazy good. Exactly. I did it. What I guess you know. Uh, at some point, I guess I done. I fairly recently had to do a, um, you know, rest, not a restore, but I got a new phone. Right. So that means like over time, you really learn which apps you do and don't use. Because if you go to click click on an app that you haven't used and you'll know you haven't used it in two weeks. Cause that's when you got the new phone mm-hmm. and it still needs to download, right. which is really educational. Right. But um, no, I love that. Or like it'll say view. Like if I did, I did a search for some internet of things app and uh, it knew that I had it, had gotten it via the app store before. And it knew that it wasn't on the iPad. Now, how do it know? I don't know, but I just click view and then I could download it. So, you know, for me, I think the big challenge was figuring out the way that, I can best make use of this iPad. And there are a lot of situations where I was doing things on my phone where I would say, oh, it would be nice to have a bigger screen or it would be nice to be able to switch back and forth between two applications or even see them at the same time. But I don't want to go get the computer out for this. Or someone just mentioned something to me and I want to grab the URL for it and add it to my list for my morning show. You know, right. something quick and easy like that. Or I'm going to sit yeah, here. Yeah, for that, you're going to need ways to do that real quickly throughout the day because right. morning only comes once a day. <laughs> That's right. and <laughs> Especially you know, if they're a little older. You know, I want... <laughs> Is that a family name? Morning? I want to, uh, I want to, you know, like... If I'm if I'm having lunch or even breakfast, sometimes if I'm you know on my own or if one of my kids is there and they're watching a video or something, I might 
I might want to say, well, let me just pull this thing out just to do this thing quickly. Or I might want to spend more time in a distraction-free kind of environment, writing things down, jotting things down, uh, researching something, whatever. So for me, I wanted to say there's there are things that I do on my phone that I find, for me, phone is still about communication first. And I do read stuff on my phone, and I do use it in that way. Out, but most, Mostly outbound, originating from you, yeah, communication, or yeah. reception? Uh, you, you, you getting to other people. Yeah, or, or them communicating or with me, or just glancing okay. at Twitter, or having fun with Instagram. I'm just saying, it's way easier to read on an iPad, but it's way easier, unless you have a keyboard... It's way easier to usually type or I think you're a big speaker of Siri things. True, true, true. A lot of that can be easier on iPhone, but reading, you know what I mean? Anyway, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, you know, I'm still kind of figuring out where this thing is going to fit in into this picture. But so far, again, approaching it and saying in my mind when I would say this would be better if uh, on it. So I'm kind of taking what I would do on my phone. And I'm saying there are certain things that I just refuse to do on my phone because the screen is too small for it or whatever. Well, those works seem to work really well on an iPad. Reading something or spending a bit more time re in, in, researching something or whatever definitely seems to work better on an iPad. So I've been enjoying it for that. But then things like taking notes and jotting things down, writing things down, I really have wanted a place where I could feel like I could, you know, other than a physical notebook where I could have some of those. So I, I kind of got into the rabbit hole of finding these different notes apps. And so there's one <laughs> called good notes. There's don't one worry. Note you'll be back out. Notability. You'll, you'll so be back wanted, out soon. Well, I wanted to ask you what, what are your experiences with this? Cause the first one I started with was, um, people recommended a bunch to me on Twitter and I appreciate that. But, um, yeah. good notes was the one that I wound up going with first as an experiment. So I'm wondering, do you, do you want advice or my opinion? I would love both. Um, well, I'm going to cut to my opinion. Um, you'll have so much fun with that for almost two full evenings. Uh -huh. Um, my advice is, um, understand what it can do right now with a goal toward sort of seek first to understand, <laughs> right? Like see what it's capable of, be impressed by how fast it is, but, but brother, don't go all in on any of these unless and until you know there's a place for it in your life. Throwing back to that app I mentioned earlier, Otter. I don't want to record every conversation I have with somebody, but like, for example, um, I'm going to do a test uh, today. One of my little projects today is to test uh, Descript's transcription ability versus uh, Otter's transcription avail avail uh, ability. Because I'm just, I'm just curious which one does it better, which one does it faster. Um, I don't need that all the time, but I think my, so I gave you my opinion. I gave you something like my advice, which is don't go all in. And I'm going to give you my prediction which is you will probably find something about this that you will love and potentially use. It all seems like a fantastic idea. Like being able to start writing on, like so basically even without unlocking the screen, you can start a new note with Apple Pencil on your iPad, which is when I first heard that, I was like, oh, I'm never touching a physical pencil or pen again. I will just use this all the time. But you got to have the, you got to buy the pencil. You got to right. get the pencil. You got to keep the pencil charged. And you've got to like have the presence of mind to f not force yourself. But if you're really attracted, if you're like one of these folks who claims to like using a um, pencil first, um, I mean, on the one hand, don't be surprised if that doesn't totally take in two days. But if you're, if you're frustrated and a little mad 
after three months of it, well, maybe it's not for you. So my prediction is like, you will enjoy that as a tech demo right? in a way that there's all kinds of stuff that I just, I love the tech of a thing, even though I don't really have a place for it. But you might, you might. I mean, the whole like, uh, uh, the different ones are good for different. Last time I checked in, Notability, I think was the good one. And it's amazing. You draw between the lines, you write, you do these things. But like, even in like the Notes app with a pencil, like, it's so frustrating to me that it's modal. It's like using the Prime Video app on Apple TV where you're like, it's got modes. Like you have to switch to where you want to be and then click. It doesn't like populate automatically, which is not usually the sign of a great app. Ditto here, like, oh, really? So I have to like kind of change mode and then select in this clunky way. And it feels very copy-paste 1.0 from, you know, iPhone. You know, the first version of copy-paste where it was like, oh, I, I, yeah, I guess so. This is cool. It got way better. And then that became like a whole tabbed right. functional menu. Right. Um, and then there are regressions where like, as of this morning, it still drives me nuts that I've lost t- 3d touch and can't do a long press on the space bar to grab something. All that interactive stuff. What I'm trying to say is all those interaction models and design languages really do matter. So the idea that there's almost instantaneous recognition of whatever you're drawing or writing with the pencil is an un- un- unalloyed great thing. Cause there's so much that goes into making that possible. It's just amazing and thoughtful technology, but it still does not get you over the functional hump of like, do I really want to open an app and write between the lines? No, I'd really rather be typing. And if I am going to write, I'd rather do it on a notebook that's arguably gives me the worst of both worlds. But that's that. let's file that one under my opinion. You may end up loving this. And I'll tell you if you, where you'll see a lot of fun is give it to your kid, have them open something like Procreate. Um, and just see, or even a coloring app. It's just so neat how what a perfect affordance pencil is for doing certain kinds of things. Learning like how to draw a constrained straight line, how to draw different kinds of um, you know polygons and stuff like that. I think that stuff is amazing. And, and you know, it's the kind of thing where like um, my kid is very comfortable using a pencil um, on an iPad. But you know, it's it's curious to wonder where, where that goes next because. You know, which, which direction is going to make this really tip into being something everybody wants and uses? It's something in my gut tells me if everybody really, really super wanted this um, as being usable on iPhone, we'd probably already be there, which tells me something, at least in my head. Um, but from a tech standpoint, it's fantastic. What, what have you been doing? Uh, you just, you really just got this thing. You're just getting started. Yeah. Right? About a, <clears throat> excuse me, about a week ago. Um, and I mean, it's, you know, like I said before, it's not my first iPad, but it's the first time that I've really approached it by almost allowing it to sort of teach me how it wants to be used. Um, which is a different yeah. kind of approach. Like what is this thing and what does it seem to be, what does it seem to be good at? And can I use it? Can I use it for those things and not, not try to push it outside its own, com- its own comfort zone of what, yeah. uh, what it can do and what it can do well. And so I've right. been using it. Now, there's one thing I want to describe, which is something that I find that I do a lot. So for people who don't know, I do a five day a week morning news sort of show. I stream it live. It's at youtube.com slash Dan Benjamin. I do it at 11 o'clock Eastern time, five days a week. And uh, I need links for this. So as I am reading in my news reader or looking at Twitter or just reading news in a web browser, uh, I have a little bookmarklet that you're familiar with because you're a Fireside customer and you know how this works. So that when you're mm-hmm. on a web page, you tap the little bookmarklet 
and it grabs the URL. And if you happen to have highlighted some text on the page, it'll grab that too. And it'll throw it into a, um, into a link on your, the latest episode of the podcast or the podcast that you choose. There's two different bookmarklets. They work a little bit different. Now, I've been doing this on the 5x5 CMS back before there were even services like Instapaper. Like the, I'm not saying I invented this. It was something a lot of different sites were doing. But I, I implemented it and added it along. Then, there's something delicious kind of yeah, took that over in some ways. Exactly. Like and, bookmarklet as like memory affordance. <laughs> like put this over here. And, and what I love about all of these, including yours, is like the, at the most basic level with yours, usually it's whatever you selected. The, the things to know are, I think, as you said, like uh, the most basic, like the, the no look one that I use back to work next, I call it. Um, the no look version of that, just whatever page I'm on, title of page, URL of page, selection. Don't even ask me what I want to do with it. Just always put it there. I'll change it later. Where something right. like Joshua's bookmark would also let you then add tags. You know, the one we have it, uh, like you say, with Fire, Fireside or Relay, we get that ability to select, like, which episode do you want it for? But, like, who would have guessed a few years ago yeah. that, like, that would be so clever and that we'd still be using that because you want the fastest way possible to get, okay, I got what I needed here. I'll come back to this later. Mm-hmm. I just need, like, a, a stake in the ground uh, to, to come back to. Right. And uh, so, you know, I add those links quite a bit. I, all day, whenever I'm looking at something or reading something or whatever, I can do it. Now, here's the problem. Here's where the problem comes in. And this isn't specific to the iPad, um, but it actually is a little bit easier on the iPad than it is on uh, on a computer. And so, for example, this is just an example. I might be looking at something like, um, I forget the name of the newsreader that I've been using, but they're they're all work basically the same reader? way. It's not reader. It's um, Newsify, maybe? Mm-hmm. That's not um, familiar. But I'm not married to that. I'll, I'll use whatever. So here's the problem. <laughs> I, have, I have like six RSS feeds I still follow. Oh, I read all the news. Like all the news I read uh, in a newsreader. You look at tech, tech meme types things, or you're looking at rep- there's original reporting, there's blogging about the reporting, there's aggregation. Right. Are you following all of those? I'm yeah, guessing. everything. And okay. so I, uh, I'll, I'll read an article. And so let's say that I find an article. So I'm looking actually at, at the links um, from this morning's show uh, right now. And so as I look at those, I see one here that, um, would have, you know, it's um, Marvel and Sony Pictures delay Morbius to October 2021. Okay. So this was in my newsreader. So in order to actually add this link, mm-hmm. I have to tap it in the newsreader which opens it inside the newsreader's own view. I then need to tap the thing that uh, extends the little share sheet and hit open in Safari. Mm -hmm. Then it opens up in Safari, so it switches apps over to Safari. And then I have to tap the bookmark link at the bottom of the Safari window. And then it pops open my list of bookmarks. And then I tap the one that adds it to the show. That's a lot of work to add a link. It would yeah, be wonderful. It, it kind of, kind of is. Yeah. It would be wonderful, and and it's a little different every time because in some web pages it, the Safari opens weird, and you got to do a thing and tap again, and and so that's just to add one link. Uh, so the pro the problem with that, oh, because so oh, it's a little easier on the iPad because the iPad, and I know, yes, I know you can do this on 
browsers as well, but it's mm-hmm. easier than it is on the iPhone. Then on the iPad, um, you can set it so that in Safari you have the bookmarks open and they stay open on the left-hand side in that little left-hand side panel. So hmm. now that the new uh, story is open in Safari, I can tap the bookmark that's just <laughs> sitting there ready to go. So that's a little bit of a time saver. But oh, come on. Sorry, my okay. cable's loose now. I cut um, out a little bit. So, you know, it, it makes it a little bit less tedious, but, you know, the goal would be, why can't I add that bookmarklet to the newsreader itself? And I tweeted about this, and I got dozens of people, oh, such and such app does that. So I download the app, sometimes buying it, and no, it doesn't do that. What it does is it, uh, it allows you to send it to Safari. And I have yet to find an app that lets me about add, the share, use via, via the share sheet, yeah, like open well, in Safari. Uh, any, I would, or like if you're using like Nuzzle, you could always click on that thing, like that, that kind of thing. Anything that will save all of those steps so that I can be in the newsreader yeah, sure, sure. and tap my own link or bookmarklet or share sheet or something. And I, I don't know how to do any of that. Um, but that's the kind of thing that even just... Saving me one or two taps is wonderful on the iPad. And so I've found oh, that absolutely. it just becomes this really great device that's always right there. It's always ready to go. It might not be the device that is already like in my pocket, which is my phone. But for me, reading mm-hmm. on the iPad is much, much more pleasant. Oh, so much better. And lighter and like so much lighter and then like you wouldn't notice it. Like the, the what, are we, what are we talking about here? 11 inch, 10 inch, whatever the size is that... 11. God, it's a small... Yeah, it's like... I feel like For it's the pro. Almost I have e- the pro. Yeah. I feel like it's almost exactly at that crossover point of I don't notice it in a large Tom Bin backpack. Like if I picked it up, I'm not... Without rattling it a little or opening it, I'm not sure I would notice it. It's very easy to get to. And again, Dan, one of those things that are just table stakes now, but I feel like it's a, occasionally very useful to remember, battery life. Like the battery life... Especially if you're running it, if you need to improve your battery life, there's a whole bunch of things I can suggest. But let's say once you've done, gotten rid of the real hogs that aren't giving you any value, it's got really good battery life, considering. You know what I mean? It's like, it's durable. Yes, it's around. You get to it. It's like, it's not, you, you're, it's a nice trade-off. There are, I think there's, there's a message implicit in a lot of what mostly I am saying here. It is that... There are some cases where you get the best of both worlds. There are some cases where you can even get the best of four worlds. Um, but then there are also ways in which you can step on your own dingus because you're getting the worst of several different worlds. Like you're getting all of the heaviness of the laptop without any of the easy interaction of iOS. And then, of course, there's certainly many countervailing uh, examples there. Uh, but that's, I think your approach is very sound. Um, I, think it's, I think it's smart to look at it that way. But it's all, it all there, I think it takes a certain canny mix of like using this enough to like at things you want to do to see how it performs what you'd like it to do already. And not, not stuff like, you know, de- active development in an eclipse based <laughs> um, IDE. Right. But like, you know, again, right off the dome, like, oh, how does it do this thing? Here, okay, and then there's an element of like, let's play with the new things, like try the person detection thing. Because you've got, the, you know, the, um, you've got the Watchman Dick. Uh, what's it called? The, uh, you know, the, um, the AR Safe thing. A uh, LIDAR, I want to oh, say. Oh, LIDAR, yeah. Mm-hmm. LIDAR. LIDAR? Hmm. Anyway, it's got that thing where it can detect things in the air. And then what you might want to do, again, you're not going to need this every day, use some of those cool measure apps. And then that's the gateway drug to getting into this one app that I use that I can find for you where you basically scan your whole room and 
is it LiDAR? Am I using the right LiDAR? Why, why do I feel like I'm saying that wrong? Whatever that new tech is, it's only been around since the previous iPhone. It, it will do stuff like if you have a slight uh, difficulty. I don't know what the term, best term for that is. If you have trouble seeing people, like you could be walking around a grocery store right. and have your phone tell you there's somebody six feet away, five feet away, four feet away. That's wild. But this one, you basically, it's almost like if you can imagine paint, like it, you, you hold up your iPad or iPhone if it has the LiDAR. And um, you see a room as a grid almost. So, you know what I mean? Almost like a, your, your room, whatever room you're in, kind of looks like a wireframe. If you can imagine swiping in such a way, almost the way you do a panorama mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on your phone, but you like paint up and down. And it, you, what you end up with, Dan, after a few minutes, is a 3D model of the room that you're in that you can look at, you can map to things, you can That's walk so cool. through. It's cr- it's crazy. And again, this is another this is again another Apple pencil for me, which is like I ain't gonna use that every day. The one time I did it, it was cool, but not life changing. But like also just the idea that I can take use me- Measure Kit, I think it's called, and like point at my kid and see like that she's you know five four or whatever. Right. It figures There's out that, how that kind far of stuff away you are from the person. It measures the person. It's, it's pretty incredible. Yes, regardless of what it's called, the thing that makes lighter lighter is that it has an. Uh, I imagine this must be somewhat related to the way portrait mode works. But it does a depth map, I guess, but it d- can tell how far away something is. And it doesn't really occur to you how crazy, interesting, and fast this is until you really do it and really think about it. You open this out, and again, I'll find the app. You open it up, you point it somewhere, you're like, oh, that's cool. Like, it knows there's a wall there. It's like, yeah, yeah, but not only does it know there's a wall there, but it knows that's the convergence, the corner of where the ceiling and two walls come together. It knows that. And then it knows the relationship to all these other things it's not only recording how far away every little millimeter is, but what the millim- how far away the millimeter next to that is, and then how do we draw that with planes? It's like, it's wild. So I think stuff like that is super fun, too. There's all kinds of little, um, little parlor tricks you can do to kind of show how fast these things have gotten. I think we should return to this. I do have some suggestions for apps and technology that can make your life easier um, and more fun. Yeah, I would love uh, to hear them. Get a report back on how it's going. Cool. I think we need to let you go do some other work soon, though. True, true. But uh, true. yeah, so let's do that. Let's do that next week. And I'll have, um, if I can, if I remember to do it, because I'm going to write it down with this wooden pencil uh-huh. in my hand. <laughs> I'm going to say, um, look up lidar room <laughs> thing. <laughs> Dan. Um, Thank you for visiting today. We're, you know, I, I made it through last year, uh, all of last year, and I'm here. That's what Stephen Sondheim says. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's January 12th. Doesn't that seem odd that it's already January yeah, 12th? Yeah, <clears throat> and this year, I thought this year was supposed to be better than... Um, yeah. It was supposed Fe- to be Feasting better. and dancing in Jerusalem, you know, next yeah, year. Yeah, Twin high maintenance machines. Um, but that means the election was over two months ago. I know that's crazy, and that yeah, that's crazy, and it's like one uh, just about a week to inauguration, which is also yeah. crazy. And the uh, the the riot and the insurrectionist attack on on the Capitol. Can you believe that's already been twelve years since last Wednesday. <laughs> that's about how it feels. <laughs> and we had a freaking blizzard here in Austin. We got like four inches of five inches of snow or something crazy. I heard polar parts. vortex is coming back, baby. Yeah, that's what I heard. It's back. It's back. You gotta kiss that vortex, baby. Yep. Yep. Let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin Man.